3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. If I win, Google me. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. College football! <laughs> oh, this is not really
4: a fist-puppet song. Look how quick he was with the kegger, though. Yes, he was. He was... Were you Come faking
5: on. us out? Yeah, I was. Oh, oh God, I had good, it loaded Pulling pull pull back the curtain a little bit as we were playing the intro... Choppy like popped over the talk back and he said, uh, you know, this is Kegger, right? And Peyton went, oh, crap. And then three seconds later, we heard the ke- Kegger music. So I was just thinking he well, was he quick. Listened. I, he thought, listened, I thought he was on the quick drop. He was he just faking you out.
4: Yeah, he listened. Okay, a little college uh, football, college basketball Kegger too. Just a Kegger in general. All right, let's start right with it. The stakes have been raised. By the way, for those who don't know, I'm a college sports super fan. Beck UL. I do a show on Beck, the Beck UL Network. Yeah. A college uh, basketball and college football show on the BeckQL Network.
5: You have told me before, I, I think you've said it on the air too, your most intense fandom is Tennessee
4: basketball. Oh, sorry, I'm close. Tennessee basketball, without question. Then, then a gap, then Tennessee football. Because uh, we're a basketball school. We are a basketball school now. No longer a football school. We're trying to creep back. But right now, basketball school. But the stakes have been raised for Steve Sarkeesian at the University of Texas. Uh, he had signed a six-year deal worth $5.5 million in February of 21. Now his upgraded contract, an updated contract, goes until 2030 and will pay him $10.6 million a year, almost a doubling earned it. of his contract. $74 million over the next seven years. He has earned it, no doubt. 100% earned it. Um, you know, and look, that's not to say he can't
5: lose it pretty quickly with how yeah. impatient, uh, you know, a lot of the boosters can get at Texas at times, but we're talking about, I remember what was i I don't remember if the college football season had started yet or, or we were like just leading up to it or whatever else, but you had said you, you laid out a scenario where, you know, Hey, you beat Oklahoma, you lose to Alabama, you lose one more conference game. You win the big 12 title. Would that be a, a success? And I had said, I remember I said, like, are they in contention for the CFP? Because if there's no CFP discussion, then no, it's not a success. It's a failure. And you guys were like, well, that's not like a realistic standard to hold them to. And a lot of people felt that way. I'm not saying. And I just said, that's the way the Texas culture holds their coaches. Right. Regardless of if it's deserved or not, that is what they say. It's got to happen. So to me, even though that was considered an unattainable thing, I didn't anticipate early on in the season that they were going to be contending for a CFP. I just knew that was. That was going to be what they were demanding of him. So the fact that he got it, it's like, no, you absolutely deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Double your pay. Now that could get taken away really fast if things go south. If Quinn Ewers doesn't have a good senior season, if, you know, Arch Manning doesn't, you know, yeah. become the player that they believe he will be. Um, if you're not able to bounce back from all the NFL talent that you're losing this year, I think Longhorn's had 11 players invited to the NFL combine. Um, there, there's definitely a lot on the line. But it's a a nice and deserved reward for right. Sark and a guy that honestly, when he the first the hire was first made, I did not anticipate ever seeing this day. I did, did not think
4: it was a great hire when they brought him in. Uh, I was like, man, this guy came and his on life, let alone a little alone a, little, a little program. Looks like that an turned out to be the key. Program, an entitled program, but that looks like it turned out to be the key. Yeah, was
5: turn like like you you mentioned like you know being able to handle his own life. It looks like that. Having that yeah. turn around for him made a big difference, and this is a guy who's been around some entitled programs. He, yes,
4: in he his life. he's got a great uh, he's got a great thing going down there in the University of Texas. They have the third shortest odds uh, in the sport. George is the favorite, then Ohio State, and then Texas. Texas at seven and a half to one. Oregon, Bama, Ole Miss. I don't get the Bama thing still there. Because it's the same thing we talked about last year, Chop. They gotta they gotta build they got look, they're just pretending themselves. But what I tell
5: what I've told you, it's the it's just the deference the oh yep. all powerful Bama. They don't recognize this as the Dennis Franchoni crimson tide at this point. Uh,
4: Yes. Okay, so where is he where is he now amongst the highest paid coaches? He's at ten point six million uh per year ahead of him. Kirby smart at ten point seven and Dabo at ten point nine.
5: That's right, Lincoln.
4: How's that feel? Yeah. That's right. How, Nick how, Saban how, was at 11.4. This is according to On3.
5: How's that feel, USC? The Texas is saying, hey, y'all remember uh, Sark over there? We're going to pay him more than your golden boy that you hired over there. Oh, well, he actually golden wins.
4: Boy. He actually wins. Yeah, he does. So, speaking of Sark, there is uh, uh, you know, the college football uh, game, the uh the video games coming out yes we mentioned that last week yeah as we pointed out this music here that you're hearing right now that's the 2008 menu music after 11 years it's back now it's not gonna be called NCAA football 25 it's gonna be called college football 25 that that concerns me what if they don't get to use player likenesses now because they're not using the NCAA I don't know I don't know boy there would be a riot if you produce this game and it's not in there what if you don't use team names because you're not using NCAA
5: you better be throwing out a wild ass conspiracy here, chop! Because if this if this becomes a reality, there will be pandemonium. It'll it'll be it'll be
4: riots in the streets. If what not... if they just call it Texas, not the Texas Longhorns, and it's just Texas? They're orange, but they don't have the logo in the middle of the stadium. No, I'm scared. I'm I'm legitimately scared about this. But I don't like this potential reality you've just suggested. There are reports that there are five candidates for the cover. And I already don't like this. They're going to former.
5: Okay, list the names and then I'll I'll,
4: I'll at least play devil's advocate for you. This Go is ahead. from USA Today. Uh huh. Lamar. Okay. Jaden Daniels. Okay. Joe Burrow. Okay. One current. Quinn Ewers. Hell yeah. David Pollock would vote for that. Nick Saban. Uh, By the way, foregone conclusion arches on this eventually, right? Uh, I mean, assuming
5: things click into yeah. place like you do, yeah. Um, okay, so you don't like the the legacy names.
4: No, man. I mean, just give it to somebody who's there now. Right? I know that they used to have to do it like this. They had to wait till the year after because you couldn't be you couldn't be on the cover. Your current lightness could be on the cover. Now they don't have to do that anymore. They don't have to wait. Just do it now let we'll Quinn Ewers on there uh put uh uh who, give me Carson Beck still there <laughs> that, that's who you want you want Carson Beck you want uh, uh Nico give me Nico baby uh
5: yeah you, you could do that you, you want your uh Dylan Gabriel somebody like that Jackson Arnold give me somebody Quinn Ewers give me somebody now oh gosh I mean with how much um yeah you, you could get Drew Aller Lots of lots yes. of good guys you could get.
4: Plenty of guys you can get right now. I don't even see Nick Saban's face on there, so that's uh, that's a little bit All of. Right, a- so
5: I, I do understand. I do understand a little bit the idea of the legacy game, though,
4: or, or the legacy yeah, cover, it.
5: because it's like, hey, this game has been away for a decade.
3: Here's oh, the reintroduction yeah. to okay. it.
5: And it's so what it's, you, like, it's what you missed. Here's what you missed. And I mean, when you think about what you've missed in these last ten years, like, I mean. Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson would be at the very top of that General list. Lawrence, uh, yeah.
4: all the whole Bama dynasty. Which, so that makes
5: sense. Sean Watson. So you have Saban, Lamar, Burrow as kind of highlights of that era. And then you've got the, you know, def- the mm-hmm. the reigning Heisman winner who's going to the NFL. And then Ewers, who, you know, a lot of people
4: think could be a big time Heisman contender heading into this year. Yeah. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Uh, speaking of viewers, give me this, uh, David Pollack stuff. Yeah. So this is, I, I know you
5: had, when you had watched Quinn early last season, I think it was after the Bama game, you came away just really impressed with like I how was, natural absolutely. he throws the ball. I don't think you said anything quite to this level though. David Pollack, the former Georgia pass rusher, uh, drafted in the first round by the Bengals injury, shortened career. And I was an analyst, uh, for college football. He was on the smothered and covered pod and heaped. Pretty high praise it's on Waffle House Pod. Yeah, it is. I think that's what it is. He pretty high praise onto Quinn Ewers.
0: Okay, like Quinn Ewers. Start. I'll start with Quinn. Like that dude, he is in the top ten of I've seen. Just throw a football, grip it, rip it. It is beautiful. Like the way it comes off of his hand is gorgeous. It spins. It's and I know that sounds weird. That I'm saying it's gorgeous, but it looks good. It, it, oh, it it's does. just it's it's imp- it's very impressive. Now. Here's the thing with Quinn. If Quinn would learn to do the small things and get the details of the position, if he would get his footwork consistently set, like it, it, he's, he's learned to change speeds a little bit and use different clubs. You know, like if he needs to use his lob wedge, he can use his lob wedge a little bit more. I love that about him. But I just, his, literally his feet to me, if, if he could get his feet organized consistently, yeah, I know you can throw off platform and you're really good at it. But, like, I don't have to. I I do that when I need to, not when I don't have to. So I think if he fixes that, I think it could be incredible for Quinn, and he could take off even more from from a talent standpoint.
5: Let's assume, Chop, that David Pollack didn't face any good competition when he was playing high school football in Mm -hmm. Snellville, Georgia, which I think he probably was. But let's just assume that. Let's assume that during his – Childhood and teenage years, he never watched the NFL, and he never bothered to look backwards. Let's just start from his freshman year at Georgia, 2001. I like Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is a good football player. That's pretty That's pretty big to say that over 23 years of consuming football at a intense level, an X's and O's level, and at an analyst's level, he's saying that yours is a top 10 pure passer he's ever seen because I think there's some Texas fans that would dispute that with some of the inconsistency we see from him sometimes with
4: his release but is he the best pure passer that Texas has had in that time um I'm trying to think here through
5: yeah probably Sims
4: Applewhite Vince probably
5: yep yeah he is but I mean there's still flaws there yeah and I wouldn't just, I would not, if I had to sit here and write down who are the, the top 10 most natural passers I've seen in my lifetime, I don't think Quinn, I'm not even thinking of Quinn. Yeah. He's very talented. He was one of the highest graded high school recruits in the history of sports for a reason. He is very. He is a very talented natural passer, but, who just basically. Say, and, and look, he's saying, look, you fix those mechanics yeah. in the lower mm-hmm. body, you're talking about a Elite. legitimate Elite.
4: superstar. Yeah, that's, that's the overall if you're the best guy that he's seen, seen, you're the number one pick. Uh, the Nepo program. You know what a Nepo baby is. That's yeah, nepotism. I, yeah. The Nepo program is the University of Washington. Oh, really? So They're continuing. So they've already hired Steve Belichick. All right, Bill's kid. Then they went and they hired Brennan Carroll, Pete's kid. Ah. All right. So he will have offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Does Mike Vrabel have any kids? I don't know. Then they went and hired Luke Del Rio. <laughs> all right. Jack, uh, Jack's son, uh, he joins the staff as an offensive analyst. He was with the Commanders. And now they have gone and hired Jake Lynch, son of John. Okay. <laughs> this is...
5: I, when as you first, defensive
4: assistant. When you were, when
5: you were, were first to this off, I'm like, all right, Belichick, Carol, whatever... Big deal. Look, I mean, Carol, that makes sense. Pacific yeah. Northwest and Belichick's son. New England wanted to retain Steve Belichick, so why not take it a minute? But yeah, you start reading off Jack Del Rio's kid and, and John Lynch's son. I'm like... It's <laughs> the Nepo program, man. Jed Fish. Is it, is it a philosophy, though? I believe so. Do you look at it and just say, we want coaches' kids, though? Right? Like, we we want to foster... We think that we can foster those minds to Absolutely. be something special here.
4: I, I Look, I think... If you look at Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball does a really good job of, like, drafting, like, players of... Sons of Major oh, Leaguers.
5: it's exploded it's in the last decade.
4: Now, why is that? There's a problem with it. It's an inherent problem that nobody talks about, and that is baseball at the youth level is becoming increasingly whose daddy has more money and who could buy all the coaches and who could buy all the the, the good equipment Woo. and the lessons, right? That's what it is. That's what it's becoming. And obviously, if you're a Major Leaguer, Adrian Beltre doesn't have to buy lessons for his son for hitting. Mm-hmm. He just gives it to him. Jackson Holiday, same thing. I mean, it's Major League, the Guerrero, Bichette. Major League Baseball is rife with kids of major leaguers. Bichette, unless it's uh, unless it's during the lockout. Unless during the lockout, that, that that he, is, can't, that he, can't. he can't. No, yeah. Uh, and real quick, I wanted to get to this because it is my favorite tournament. It's my favorite time of the year. It's March Madness. Just cancel the damn thing this year, please. I don't want to see UConn go through another tournament where they don't lose. They don't win a game by less than eleven points the entire time. They are going to destroy everybody. This team is a wagon right now. They are a wagon. They just beat another top five team, number four, Marquette. They beat them 81-53. Okay? That was the biggest, largest margin of victory in an AP top five conference conference matchup in the history of the sport. Just stop. This team and, and the youth selection committee, I saw your little, your little thing that you put out there this weekend. You had the guts. About to have UConn number one? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention at all? This is the best team. This may be the most dominant team we've seen in I Thirty years? This team is unstoppable right now. You, and you want to put them two? Go ahead.
5: You have jinxed them though. Yeah, I know because you just went on this rant. They will lose in the the round of thirty two. I hope so. No, I, that, I can't that,
4: stand UConn. I hate UConn. Going to destroy your bracket again, just no, like Oscar. I. I hate UConn and I hope they lose because I know we're going to get stuck with UConn. We're going to be the two seed in UConn's region. All right, and that's going to kill me because we got no because we're going to be stuck in Boston. UConn's not going to play a road game. They're going to play their, their 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 games in Brooklyn and then Boston. I mean, they're going to have eighty five percent of the, the fan base there. It's a good fan base. Uh, I I can't stand them. But just cancel this thing because I don't want to waste my time. Get all excited. And then UConn's going to win the whole thing, but just destroying everybody. You don't have to
5: get excited because you guys will lose to number 15 seed, Our Lady of Sorrow or something like that.
4: No, we'll make the <laughs> second round, maybe the third, <laughs> and then we'll get beat by Sister Jean again. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I know. We, we got a guy. We got a guy now, but we never win. We never win. We Barnes never wins. We never win. We do nothing in this tournament. I'm gonna get my hopes up and then I'm gonna have I'm gonna have another drunk video that I refuse to post. Because I had one last year. I'm gonna post it. I'm okay. gonna post this, this video that I had. All right. What should this Cowboys team learn from the past free agencies and the mistakes? We will detail that coming up next year on 105 through the Family. Good choice, Peyton Russell. Uh, it mm-hmm. is Sean and Arja here on 105 through the fan. Sean's back tomorrow. Happy President's Day for everyone taking the day off, everyone coming to work. Yeah. If, if you're in work. I mean, if it's if not it's not normal commute, but I'd say it's it's more than
5: half the normal commute, I think.
4: Tough to tell. Could be. Roughly. Yeah. Most this morning. I've just been very surprised at the number of cars, though. I, I have, too. Especially earlier. Earlier, It's kind of weaned. It's weaned? Weaned off. All right, mistakes uh, the Cowboys need to avoid uh, during this as the upcoming free agency starts, what, March 13th? Uh,
5: yes, this is actually a, an article from Blogging the Boys. They wrote this over the weekend. I was looking over it, and I thought there were some really interesting things here. I don't know that there's really anything I totally disagree with. Okay. Um, and so I'm interested to run these by you because I know that you have certain metrics and analytics that you've looked at that cause you to have certain takes and, and projections out to the future that would cause you to rule out particular free agency options right so blogging the boys this was uh written by uh one cool customer over at blogging the boys Mm -hmm. and it is the nine free agency mistakes that the cowboys should not repeat number one rj choppy hear it the veteran running back
4: oh baby yes i do not want them to go get a vet running back Mm -hmm. vet running back no fifth round running back yes says, Derek Henry this, Derek
5: Henry that. It feels like every day somebody somewhere is pontificating about why the Cowboys should sign Henry. They should not. The Cowboys will probably draft a running back somewhere in this year's draft, and they could also bring in a veteran running back as extra insurance. But spending big money on a veteran free agent running back is not exactly the sign of a forward-thinking organization. They talk about some of the uh, the top five running back contracts from 2023. Chop, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Samaji Pirine, and Dalvin Cook. All of them, except David Montgomery, had dramatic drops in production. Montgomery went up, but the others went. I mean, you're talking Miles Sanders from 1,200 to 400. Jamal Williams, 1,000 to 300. Dalvin Cook, 1,100 to 200. Just dramatic drop.
4: And and David Montgomery is is spelled by Jameer Gibbs.
5: Right. It's still a tandem. You're
4: not paying him to be the guy. Right. Now, who's your favorite media member? Uh, Blogger. Favorite not blogger. Favorite like, yeah, maybe blogger. Favorite I don't year. know. Are you like
5: like uh are are you getting at RJ Ochoa? Is no, Marcus Mosier. Oh gosh. You're, you're asking me a sarcastic question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, uh, I I didn't realize you are asking me about the albino. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Uh wow. So he has this Super Bowl run, winning running back uh their cap percentage. hmm Okay. Isaiah Pacheco, 0.4% of the Chiefs' cap. Now, this is the leading, the starting running back for each Super Bowl winning team plus two thousand for since two nine. Mm-hmm. Pacheco this year, zero point four percent. Pacheco last year, zero point three percent. Cam Akers, zero point eight percent. Leonard Fournette, one point two percent. Uh Chiefs, Damian Williams, zero point nine. Patriots, Sonny Michelle, one. Uh Garrett Blunt, back to back. Patriots, Eagles, 0.7, 0. 0.6. You got to go back to 2013 to get anyone with a more than a 1.2% of the cap, and that was Marshawn at 6%. Ray Rice at 4%. Ahmad Bradshaw at 2 And then you go back to the Packers, James Stark 0.1%, and Pierre Thomas with the Saints, 04 Point is, your running back should not be taking up cap space. No, and I think the Cowboys are, have
5: gotten to that point. Now, I do expect the Cowboys will draft a running back probably in the top four rounds. I don't think it'd be the first round but I do think that they would pick a running back somewhere in rounds two through four, which I'm okay with draft them, use them up for those four years, however you like, and then say goodbye. Number two, the veteran defender from a top defense. All so right. they, they draw the analogy of there was a time about a decade ago where there wasn't a single Seahawks defensive starter that wouldn't have been considered an immediate upgrade in free agency. It's like, oh, if we can go get that guy, we'll we'll be set. Byron Maxwell, you remember he was one that Miami went and got. Brandon Browner. Yeah, you got all these different guys out there. Earl. Says, the issue with a veteran defender from a top defense is you that you're never sure – whether the player you're acquiring is good because of his talent, because of the scheme his team employed,
4: or because of the teammates he played alongside. Oh, do you mean defense is not an individual sport, uh, position, and that no team is ever one defensive player away? You mean that? You mean that no t- defense is a weak link unit? So you just want depth? You want? You would rather have eleven C players than eight A plus players and three Fs? So. With that in mind... Wow!
5: What is, in, in most people's opinion, the weakest area on the Cowboys defense right now, like the position group?
4: Well, based on last year, they was probably say the linebacker. linebacker. But that, was, that was injuries. That, right, that, right. That but it. people
5: think they're thin there,
4: generally. That That, yeah. they,
5: that they're, they're right. not very deep. One of the most highly anticipated free agents this year is Patrick Queen from the Baltimore Ravens, oh, yeah. the linebacker. Number six. Who a lot of people felt like hit late and maybe only hit because Roquan Smith was next to him. So... An example of like this might say, tread lightly when you're looking at a guy like Patrick Queen. Don't be ready to just jump in and pay through the nose. So, another good point there. I love this. Okay, I love it because this is what... I mean, these first two things. These are... Right in line with you. I think you're going to take the th- this third one, too. I wrote this article. You you may I have. I might have wrote this thing. It does, you would refer is to yourself. Is it your ghost seat. written by me? It says one cool customer. It doesn't have a I name. Mean, I, could, that
4: how, I mean, that is me. This, I am one cool customer. This is
5: you. The only problem is it's OCC 44, not OCC 23. If it was OCC 23, I'd know it was you. I'm 44 years old. Oh, see? You've nailed it. Uh, number three, acquiring the second or third wide receiver in an effective passing Oh, my end. God, <laughs> Bill Barnwell once called this the Alvin Harper rule, oh! arguing that the performance of this type of receiver is based more on the offense they're playing in than on their talent. For younger Cowboys fans, we'll call this the Roy Williams rule. 2007, the Lions had Sean McDonald as their top wideout, Calvin Johnson as a rookie who's performing well, and they had this third receiver, Roy Williams, that the Cowboys said, let us swoop in, take a first-round pick. And in reality, it's like, no, you, you maybe were overlooking why they were productive at all. Because they were going up against the three. Exactly. It's a different conversation. Number four, the player you'll ask to do something else. Ah, yeah. So something
4: else other than what they were so had gonna, built their gonna, name you're, on. You're gonna you're gonna draft. You're gonna tr- uh, sign um, a defensive end and move them to. What? Right, you you do the something attack, like, where? oh, here's a quarter who's had a lot of success in
5: zone coverage. he be safety. And we're going to have him play man. Or, or like our scheme is oh, okay. man. Or, oh, we're going to have him shift to the... You're basically just asking him to do something else. You need Heal linebackers, that right? Mm. that
4: is, that's Byron Jones with Miami.
5: Yeah, it's very similar. And, and that's something that when you acquire the play, you go, oh, we're going to move him to safety. Or, oh, you know, we're going to have him uh, play a different technique on the defensive line. We're going to have him two-gap instead of, you know, doing this or that. So there are different things that basically it says, just be careful acquiring a player that... Made their name doing something, and then you're going to ask them to do something else that they haven't shown throughout their career. Number five, the pass rusher coming off of a big year. Okay. Now, I knew this. I thought this is the one you might have some hesitancy to. I have some hesitancy towards this one. Now, everybody killed Trey Hendrickson. Right. And Cincinnati, that, and he's done really well there. And even though DeMarcus Lawrence's production in terms of sacks yeah. has gone down, he's still a really good player. And he's maintained that level for the most part. It's just the sacks have been different. But, different. but it says, we know that historically pass rushers coming off of big years in terms of sacks tend to, to regress to the mean the following year. The problem with free agent pass rushers who are coming off of big performances in 2023 is that teams will pay them in 2024 like it's still 2023. You don't reward. This is not what the article says, but I know this is something you've talked about before. Contracts should not be a reward. Contracts should be an investment into what you right.
4: believe they're going yes, to do. Yes, that's true, and I I do believe that. Um, you know, the one thing with that is, I think you got to watch out because if you have a guy, let's just say who, let's just say, um, you got Mike on on one side and Player X on the other, mm-hmm. and Player X is a really good year in a free agent year. Well, I would be hesitant on that because. How much attention is given to Micah versus that player, versus right. a guy like Trey in in uh, in New Orleans? I don't remember anybody on the other side. He got a, he had a good year. He I got big, Cameron Jordan, right? But was he hurt that year for a I while? I thought
5: I, I don't remember. I'm just saying I know Cameron Jordan's in New Orleans, yeah. But.
4: Um, so, but he has a big year and he goes to Cincinnati and he was fine. Yeah, like he was really really Been good.
5: really productive. Number six, and I think all fans would agree on this one right now: the dumb player. So, in the NFL, teams still value freakish athleticism over almost anything else. But if a player still bites on play action after four years in the NFL, if one of your fastest defenders consistently runs in the wrong direction, and if another guy tackles like a monster but can't diagnose a play to save his life, then you've got a problem. It's the Bill Parcells quote. Dumb players do dumb things. Smart players seldom do dumb things. So, don't just bank on the athleticism and pay for a guy who's got a history of doing dumb stuff on the field.
4: I, uh... I played golf a few weeks, a few months ago, a couple months ago, with a uh, former NFL quarterback. Well, and um, he he said, "Look, the, the the only difference between guys in the NFL is they're all they're all talented. Every single quarterback could throw the ball seventy yards. Every single quarterback, every single defensive end could do the same thing. It's the guys that are like students of the game that are the ones that go to the Hall of Fame.
5: Yeah, the and highest IQ players, the are, highest IQ. Yeah,
4: and you can go and you could take a defensive end, a defensive back." Who just plays off instinct? Then you take the other ones, who they don't even look at their man, their cover. They look at it across the other side of the field, and they know that if that other side of the field is in this formation, that this is going to happen. So I could do what this or that, and it's like the mind game that is being a defensive back in the NFL or a quarterback or whatever is so far and away what you would think of in middle school, high school, college, et cetera.
5: It's like what we talked about uh, earlier today about baseball players. Like when you're sitting next to the scouts in Tennessee and how quickly they notice like just the they, – they see the game at a different level. Different level. It's like a, a beautiful mind when Russell Crowe just sees all those yeah. numbers. That's same sort of thing. Uh, number seven, uh, ignoring why the old team let the player go. All free agents share one defining characteristic. Their old team did not want to re-sign them, at least not for the price the player is demanding. That in itself should make every acquiring team wary of the free agents on offer. So, sound advice, I think. Pause and go, why did this team not want to pay it? Philadelphia should have said, why does Dallas not want to pay DeMarco Murray? Those are the sorts of questions that you need to ask. Uh, Really quickly, the last couple ones as we wrap up the segment. Number eight, not being active in free agency at all. Totally agree with this one. I think when you look over the history, I I need to do this as a refreshed bit of research. But I know that if you look back over the history, there was a point a couple of years ago where something like the last 12 Super Bowl champions had signed a outside veteran free agent. Like like the amount of money they spent on outside veteran free agents was at least 20 million in guarantees or something like that. Dallas very rarely gets anywhere near that. And so they're out of step with the rest of the NFL on that. And then number nine not using your late round picks as trade currency to circumvent free agency altogether. Over the last 10 drafts, the Cowboys have drafted 43 players in the last three rounds of the draft, either with their regular draft picks or with comp picks. That's a long list of players that came to Dallas with high hopes, but mostly left with almost no lasting impact. So it says you need to be taking these late round picks and finding the, for every Duran Bland, and that's great. And every, you know, player like that who makes an impact in the last three rounds, don't be so hesitant to, circumvent free agency by using a fifth rounder on Gilmore or a fifth rounder on Cooks and some of those moves that they did last year. So those are the the nine. We'll share this on the Facebook page. I think it's a really good article that uh, RJ Choppy Ghost wrote. X
4: Ex- <laughs> Maybe I did. Excellent work, Bobby Belt. Cross talk with the KMC Masterpiece. It's coming up next.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours,
2: the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Modello, the mark of a
1: fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: It is crosstalk of the K and C masterpiece, or two-thirds of them. I, Are you uh, raising your hand, Corey Majors? I this is how we do have to do on our show. Kevin no, said you, you either no, raise you your hand or you don't f no, and talk on the show. Wow. So He's, I've heard Dan him say Patrick this. over here.
1: So the uh I do oh, have no. a question. When Peyton does that read, mm-hmm. does he does he s- purposefully say Rhodes? Like that, so roads, it doesn't sound like robes. New roads. Roads. So it's like find new robes. Roads,
3: roads, roads. is it supposed to be find new road? I thought road, road was plural. Roads. Like roads.
1: Like, a, like we wear robe.
3: No. hey Corey, stick the hosting, please. <laughs> right.
0: wow. Oh, my oh.
3: gosh. Oh. You'll get an email from You do later. drag out. Ro, find new roads. Because I'm going to need some, some personality in it, Chop. I can't just be like, fine. I can't be like, it's time for a giveaway, like the last producer here jeez wow you know what we you know what we were holy uh, moly, moly I dude
4: think, i think i think troy gave the
3: first oh is he talking about
5: jeff you, i'm so proud i'm so
4: proud of
1: you peyton i'm
4: so proud he's talking about jeff carroll <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stations uh, crumbling I mean, I jeff worked on this sh- on our show for like two days
5: yes he did no i'll tell you the one that i've noticed recently like, like we we've established recently that choppy doesn't say nightmare he okay. said he says nightmare nightmare no, he says nightmare. 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 And so yeah, he'll go. It's a a night- nightmare. How about a nightmare? Nightmare. Uh, what? You, i figured out recently. All right,
4: it's another giveaway. Stop.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is so that, wrong. All right. Can you, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, can you play game. that one love, more time? I that, love
1: and miss Jeff Carroll. That so was amazing. Can you play that
5: all one right, more time? It's another giveaway. <laughs> <He's so excited. laughs> he is stoked for that. Peyton's Pay, what I discovered recently. He says daring. Instead of during. So he he'll also say says like. Unprecedented. 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 Yes. That's right. During. Because he can't say. What he was saying was unprecedented. Yeah. Is what he was saying. Unprecedented. Unpresidents, Unpresidents, you right
1: know, now. Kevin said, and I'm sure I say words. You've always said, I've never <laughs> told you this. I've, no, I've never said this. The way you say protocol drives me nuts.
0: Ooh, how do I say it?
1: Protocol. 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 And it's probably the right way, but for some reason, it drives me nuts. <laughs> That's they, the only, only one, by the way. War. That's the only word.
5: They get on to me for saying, uh, and I didn't know this was wrong. They get on me for saying "tour" instead of like "tour." Tour. Like, so I say like "tour de France" tour. or like the Firehouse Tour. I, they say that I don't know why, should, but
3: "tour de France" feels fine tour de France. versus we went tour. on a tour.
4: I, don't, yeah, I, I don't like tour. I went on a tour. It's very California. Yeah. It sounds very SoCal. I want on a tour. Mm, tour. I don't know. I yeah. say tour. So
5: they had all said, no, it's An tour. O-A. It's basically like tour. Like you tour something. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. I didn't I'm realize really that. In so now I'm like very,
3: very torn. like, ah, torn. which I mean, is
4: I'm, ironic. It's tour, but it's not tournament. It's tournament. So we should say tour. I've heard people say tournament. Yeah, I have two, but they're generally uh, like Bob Ryan and or super East Coast. Going on a tour. Two on I don't know. It's, it's, made, say, it's yeah. made me very self-conscious
5: whenever okay. I say the word. Now, I, like, I avoid saying the word. I try and call it something else, and I look for a synonym. What 8, is uh eight
1: seven seven eight eight one one oh five three text in the words that we say <laughs> that really irritate oh, the crap out of you man. and we'll say them more. And we'll just say them more. Yeah, yes. just defy you.
4: What is coming up on the show today?
1: Well, uh at one o'clock today we discussed my dream about catching a Shohei Otani home run ball. We'll discuss that at Ooh. one o'clock. Oh, no. Uh but right out of the gate, rejoice as the rest of the world champion Texas Rangers yes! report yes! to ah! spring training
4: today.
5: Hey, where where what is the where's their home on the radio dial?
4: Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Now, is there future television play-by-play voice or uh, color analyst? Gonna grace our presence today in Crosstalk, or he, uh,
3: I don't know. He's talking with his attorney.
5: I was He's, gonna say
4: we're gonna get a recap
5: of this during Mike likes it, I think aren't he right?
1: has a court date tomorrow. He does. Yeah, so we're gonna be at Nebraska Furniture Mart tomorrow. It so it everybody, come on out. Uh, NFM at GrandScape
4: will be uh, of
3: Tom Osborne Way. Yep. Oh, right there next past to Eric Crouch Boulevard. <laughs> I
1: don't
4: think I don't think it's Tom Osborne Way, man. <laughs> Not, but it should be it right. Should be. I don't think it is. That is
5: such a great location to it GrandScape. Is. The Tolos. That was what, remember we did the colony out there and it was freezing and raining and they all came out out there. Like they, people show up big time over there. Bigly.
1: Tony Pollard's going to be out there too. Oh yeah. From noon to one.
5: Oh, that's good. You guys should ask him about his, uh, his appearance on restaurant impossible or whatever it was. Not restaurant impossible. What's the Robert Irvine one where he comes in and fixes? it. Is it restaurant impossible? He's married
3: to a wrestler.
5: Robert Irvine comes in and he like fixes your, your restaurant when there's like all these problems with it, so he had to come in and fix Pollard's barbecue a decade ago. And like you see, you see Tony no. Pollard like in the kitchen for like two seconds as a wow. teenager. Oh, that's pretty cool. Tackled. Yeah, like I mean, when you watch it, okay. you yeah, that's exactly what it was. When you watch it, you you if you watch that episode and see Pollard's barbecue, I don't think there are many Cowboys fans who go like, I want to go eat there.
1: He's coming out of the kitchen <laughs> with a with a plate and he tries a spin move and he fumbles.
3: Do you, golly. golly, do you think this segment would work today? Who's your favorite or least president. favorite president? Not based on anything political. Oh, like I, like I always thought Grover George Cleveland Washington. was neat because he was the president. Then he like, die? No, that well, was Rutherford B.
4: Hayes. And died, like,
3: but he got to be president twice, not consecutively. Hmm. I always thought that was neat. That he had
4: to be that, that Grover did. Yeah. Plus, his name is Grover. So you're interested in presidents
1: that have served a term once, then skipped one, and then come you know back what? and become this, president this again. This is why this. So no, not this, is, work. Th- yeah, this, this is This is why
5: this segment is not going to work. Corey just did a fanta- fantastic job of just showing you why it's a, a bad <sighs> idea. <laughs> okay,
3: so we should not do that.
1: So segment. you just said you thought it was awesome that he did that, and I'm just kind of curious on.
3: Yeah, no, I see why this segment's you probably still stand on that. Probably not going to work.
1: You still feel that way?
3: Shut up. In this
4: moment, I don't. know, I kind of like it. Uh-huh. Franklin Pierce, Franklin yeah. Pierce is one. Isn't he like one of the worst? Presidents? Yeah, that's the point. That's okay. the point. He's one of the worst. Bre- Millard, the... Millard Fillmore, yeah, another one. Just, just, give me any of the worst ones. Thomas Dewey. Well, he was no, there he president. lost. Remember, oh. it said Dewey defeats Trump. I, yeah, I've got a paper. <laughs> uh, no. well, look, at you. <laughs> I've got a paper.
3: Nobody says he won. defeated me. Okay,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did not lose. It says Dewey defeats Frank Truman Lee. on the newspaper. How many presidents
3: and could you name? Because we put Carter to six. the test. Like Carter and Reggie got like. Thirty-eight. Wow, they, got a, they got a lot, man. I don't know if this
5: was if this was ten years ago. I could have because I used to like my dad had me memorize them when I was like eleven, and he was like, "I'll give you fifty bucks if you can memorize them in a week and repeat them back to me." So you're motivated by money. Yes, absolutely. Oh, like, that's like interesting. I mean, you know, we are we are a capitalist society. So uh-huh, yeah. uh, I I went for it, got it, nailed, it, and I could keep them for a long time. So most of it's still in there somewhere, I think, but. It would throw me off I think, is he just book.
3: like super into presidents or he just no. wanted you to learn things no
5: yeah like i think i'd asked a question that he felt like you should know the answer to that like based okay. on like like I'm just write them <laughs> down here like like
4: <laughs> I
3: just I'll write them down He thought Say I... a
4: george john thomas john q <laughs> are you just <laughs> writing
3: first names Lots of i'm just writing initials
4: martin van buren james k polk frank pierce millard fillmore Rutherford B. Hayes, Grover Cleveland, okay, uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, come on, uh, careful, Thomas, is, uh, careful. Uh, Teddy so, Roosevelt. You, you is, could
3: just write them down. You, do you only know Martin Van
4: Buren because of Seinfeld? The Van Buren boys? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that's not a major reason why he's <laughs> okay. one of the first three presidents that come to mind. So when I think of ones from like I don't know
5: pre-war, yeah. We we talked about this earlier today. I was very surprised. at This I was I like I stumbled into this yesterday, and Chop and I were kind of thrown off. It's called. President's Day or whatever else. Did you know that there are 14 different names for it across all 50 states? Like different states call it different that. things with different punctuation. Like here in Texas, we call it President's Day with the apostrophe after the S. Oh, so yeah. do like seven other states. There are a bunch of other states that just put the apostrophe before the S because they say, no, it's Washington's Day. So it's President's oh. Day. And then there are other people who take the apostrophe out of it completely and just say, no, it is the day for... It is the day where we observe Presidents. They don't own the day though, so there's no apostrophe. Then you get Ooh. California. What do you think California calls Presidents' Day Very bad place. on their Very their bad. on their official like like it's within their legislature and everything else? How do you think they refer to the holiday?
0: Look, I have lots of jokes that I would like to say, but instead I will just say I don't know.
5: The third Monday in February. Oh, that is officially what the holiday. Every other holiday is called that's whatever nice. they're called. When? That, like, when did they start that? I don't know. I saw it like there was a, a hyperlink thing that showed the California documents like their legislature. So you go in there. It's California.gov and it lists their calendar. What holidays they observe. And they said, you know, whatever this is. And they said the third Monday of February. So that's what they call the holiday on all their official documents out there. See, when you were a kid. My
1: name is Majors. Last name is Majors. Yes. So whenever the they
3: called, whenever they called... Mike roll, has his name spelled differently in his phone because of that. I was
1: too far into the roll call to be the funny kid that said president whenever your teacher was like, here, here, present. Uh-huh. I was too, like, to let us know that you're present. I was too far in. There was always somebody else that got president out before I did, and it really irritated me. I just wanted them to start in the middle of roll call one day. And so I could be like,
4: president! <laughs> There's always that one kid. I don't think anybody in my school ever said president when wow. they did roll
1: call.
5: They never did that at my school.
1: Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't fair. mean to, like, leave you out. I don't 105, call that either. I hate all y'all now. I'm oh, I
0: didn't mean wow. to Well, and see, because
1: all y'all, belt, choppy, of course, y'all stop paying attention to roll as soon as they called you all I'm today. closer 100%. to the middle. I understand, but to be fair, <laughs> really
5: are you? To be fair, everybody... <laughs> Everybody in my school was belt though.
1: Oh yeah, because so. you were homeschooled. I was. But right. you,
5: you <laughs> were <with laughs> being Bobby. You had to be close to the top. My sisters were Ashley and Amanda.
0: <laughs> oh damn! Wow. Yeah. So he was the Z. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But school. I mean, if it started today, like if we started over again, we've disowned Ashley, so it would just be one that I would have. As to
0: wait Ashley, for. wouldn't you car? also not have a teacher though?
5: Huh? No, yeah, um, I would not. That's true. Because my yeah, she was she was out. But I mean, I never, do I'm going to go for that. I, I had a, I had a joke ready for myself that would get me in trouble with my siblings if they heard it. So I stopped.
4: Did y'all check out NBA All-Star Weekend?
5: Hell
0: yeah. MVP, I love Saturday. MVP yeah,
1: LVP of the NBA All-Star Weekend at 11.
0: MVP has
4: to be the court. Has to be the court. The LED court? Or is that yes. something? Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever no, that is. Has to be the court. What you said. Oh. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. We did it. Mike Bastick will join the show eventually at some point. Allegedly.
3: Why did Mike Parsons throw a tank under the bus? Oh, why did that? It's very true. All right. KNC Mashby's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.